Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy. <laughs> I got to come up with a different intro, man. I hate that. I absolutely hate it. Um, not the not the video itself. The video is cool. It's the uh, what I say at the beginning. It's like muscle memory at this point. I don't like that. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not a boy. I don't like. I got. I got to switch. Be more intentional with my words. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Daytime listeners. Morning commuters. Nighttime drive homers, open road truckers, vagabonds, sages, degenerates, prostitutes, pimps, all of you, welcome, welcome. For those few intrepid explorers that still venture out of their holes to join me on a live stream, I commend you. I thank you. You are appreciated. This, uh, this card on Saturday sucks real bad. The uh, the UFC continues to make questionable moves, i.e. this one. Uh, we'll talk about the Logan Paul prime energy official sports drink bullshit here in a second. But uh, yeah, man. 10 p.m. start time on a card filled with no-name Asians. Um, 1 a.m. main card start Eastern. Headlined by Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, brutal. Just, br- just, just. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not going to watch it, but I'm going to watch it. Um, I'll be up anyway because I don't sleep. Barely at all. Um, so much so. It's two reasons why I don't sleep. Not that you ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Two reasons why I don't sleep. One, my ears ring constantly. Um, my uh, my brother-in-arms here, producer Jake, is all about that tinnitus, that ringing ear goodness. Uh, not quite a badge of honor, but maybe, maybe, maybe if that 3M money ever comes in, right, for the earplugs, maybe we'll uh, buy some Lamborghinis together or something. I don't know. It's probably, my, probably the only way I'm going to get to retire uh, as if that 3M money comes through for the tinnitus. The other reason why I can't sleep 
It's because I can't shut the noodle down, man. I cannot shut my brain down. Um, I can take a bunch of that melatonin from Walmart and get some uh, psychedelic dreams, but you know, I got too much going on upstairs, man. I will carry the weight of the world on some things. And uh, yeah, but I say all this to say that I'm about to put this to my advantage in the fact that I don't sleep because I don't sleep. It means that I can stay up all night. That's what not sleeping is. But uh, it means that I'm awake when other people suspect me to be asleep. And in particular, the people or the person I'm talking about is the person that came last week and siphoned gas out of my truck tank in my driveway. Now, I commend this person. I I very rarely give people credit and just do for anything. I, I am a curmudgeon and by all definitions, a hater. But the huevos... The, the the huevos, the grande huevos on this little faggot to come up into my yard in my driveway and steal gas out of my truck. First of all, please do it again. Please do it again. I would love nothing more than to melt your kneecaps into the pavement with that Mossberg I've got sitting by the bed. I mean, I I would, I just, I get half-masked just thinking about kneecapping you. And then the fact that you've got a little group of bandoleros that you're dri- that's driving you around and you're jumping out of cars and siphoning and filling up your, you know, little cans in your, in your trunk. If you think for one second, I'm not going to open up with the dragon's breath of God himself on that whole car full of you and your homeboys. I, I just, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I can give up 10. I'll do 10. I'll do 10 on my head. I don't want to do a bunch more than, I don't want to do 25. I don't want to do 15, but I'll do 10. I'll do 10. If it means that I get to melt some of you and send a message to the rest. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. I went to the VA, producer Jake. I'm just talking to you, even though you're not here. I'm just, this is a conversation between you and I. Um, Something that you and I are very uh, akin akin to. I I had a VA appointment this last week. I had a mental health VA appointment. This was before the gas thing. This was before the gas thing. Thankfully, because I probably wouldn't be doing the show right now. He probably would have hit the button underneath the desk. Those of you who don't know, that's the uh, come and get this dude button. And uh, <laughs> Herb Dean says a gold standard is the gold standard. I don't know what you're talking about, but be careful. You live among libtards. They will come after you. Herb, I appreciate you, big dog. But uh, this is not the first go around here. We, I mean, we, we, we demonetize the channel again. Delete the channel again. Suspend me off Instagram again. Get me off Twitter again. I mean, what? What are we going to do here? I'll take the whole thing dark. We did it dark for years. I just do video now because I use StreamYard and it allows me to live stream. We'll go dark. I'll put my shit on Rumble. I'll put it on Telegram. It don't matter to me. I mean, we're doing it for for the gigs anyway. Anyway, I go to the VA 
and this guy's like, you know, he after the fact, Jake, he came back and said that it was questions that the, the VA is asking most veterans now. Uh, but I didn't know that going into it. So I thought this was a direct reflection of the way our appointment was going. He goes, and I'm going to paraphrase here. He goes, uh, do you currently have or are you making plans to utilize your privately owned weapons against the public? No, bro, I'm not doing that. No, no, I have no plans to do that whatsoever. Then he says, do you have any active or are you currently planning to join the Ukrainian forces in the fight against Russia? Which I thought was the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. And I was like, are we serious here? And he goes, these are questions that they're making me ask. I was like, okay, well, no, I'm not going to do that. So, okay. And then lo and behold, I tell producer Jake this, and then he sends me a Russian propaganda video where the Russians are trying to recruit U.S. soldiers or former soldiers, um, Marines, seamen, airmen. I don't. They probably don't want the Coast Guard, right? Like, like Coasties can't go. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine. No Coast Guard guys allowed. No Coasties and no Space Force. Uh, they're trying to get them to go over there and help out the Russians. The Russians want help now too. They both want help. It's all fake theater. Um, the, it's it's every you know every every snuff film that producer Jake sends me of some Ukrainian getting smoked in a foxhole. It just looks like a scene from Fury with Brad Pitt. I'm pretty sure they're just filming in the same place. It can't be real. It's it's all a movie. It's all staged. Zelensky's showing up on The View. What wartime, what president in a wartime scenario is showing up on The View? Anyway, not to get political, but you know how I feel about all this. It's all crap. Just drop the nukes. Let's get it rocking. Anyway, so this guy stole gas out of my truck. And because of that, I want to kneecap him. That's a, that's a real thing that happened. Um, and that's a real request. Please come back. I will be waiting for you. I don't sleep anyway. Nothing would make me happier. Um, so what else is new, Jake? My wife got me a bird feeder that has a camera on it. It's the dopest present I've ever, the dopest present I've ever gotten in my life. I'm officially an old man who likes birds now. This is a bird podcast from here on out. I'm, we're we're going to talk about fights, but no deep down inside. Um, we're, it's really a bird podcast. Uh, I've been getting mocking birds. Dude, I'll tell you what I want. I'll tell you what, I mean, we've talked about birds before. I really want a dick sizzle to show up. I've got a tit mouse. I need a dick sizzle. That's a real bird. You want to pull up a picture of a dick sizzle, producer Jake? Yeah, he's going to get one. He'll get one for you. Tit mouse, dick sizzle. Those are the those are the birds you want at your bird feeder. Very small, clean songbirds. That's who you want. That's who you want at your bird feeder. Not mocking birds, which I have a ton of, which I'm going to kill, by the way. Just going to let you know now. I, you call me Atticus Finch. I'm going to kill a mockingbird. I'm killing these stupid things. I know, Dale, it's legal to kill mockingbirds. I understand. I understand. Prove it. Find the body, right? Find the body. You know, find a bird. Come on. Come on. Little, little 22. Little 22 with a little suppressor on it from the window. Come on. Sounds like me clapping my hands. Nobody knows anything. Killing all these mockingbirds. Let's see here. Producer Jake. There it is. The old dick sizzle. Look at that thing. Look at that little majestic creature. I mean, that's something, isn't it? 
That's really something. Look at him. Just little songbird of fury. You know, just absolutely. Well, here's the thing, DGen boy. I don't want to use buckshot because I don't want to damage the feeder. The feeder has a camera. So it has to be more precise, right? And I mean, my groups are small. So aim small, miss small, Mel Gibson style. Um, we'll just get it started. You know, you know, the most widely used ammunition in the world, as far as warfare goes, producer Jake is a 22. Isn't that something responsible for guilt? I mean, just I mean, when you go to all these third world countries, they're either shooting Russian AKs or a bunch of small little tiny, you know, pellet throwers. It's really it. Just ping, 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 ping. so, I mean, do you ever see that movie with speaking of which, you're more movie guy than Trey ever was. You ever see that movie with Brad Pitt where him and his wife are in like Afghanistan or whatever, and the kid shoots into the bus and hits her? I forget what that movie's called. Um, Jason Brown says, you must have Cardinals rolling up. Bro, I appreciate you being a bird guy, and I got tons of Cardinals. I got tons of car Cardinals. I got they're, Well, they're Northern Cardinals, uh, and I got males and females coming out of my ears, bro. I got Cardinals for days. Big Cardinals, big on Cardinals. Now, my grandmother, my late grandmother who's passed, God rest her soul, she loved Cardinals. So the Cardinals get a pass forever. She loved Cardinals and Morning Doves. I got those in spades. They get a pass forever. I will feed them things premium seed. Um, he says negative on the buck shot, high power split shot, 117. Look at the, see, this is why we're here. This is, this is a very curated audience is what we're after here. So um, those that are down... Those are, this is what we're after. So Jason, I appreciate your input here. Thank you. All right. What else happened? I got a new bird feeder. Somebody stole gas out of my truck. Um, what else did anything else happen? We went green last event. That's two in a row. We're on, we're off to a bang up start. Uh, full disclosure going into this vet betting breakdown, which I'm about to get into right now. I've got a sneeze coming. Um, I made a rule this year that I wasn't going to bet on fighters I haven't seen fight before. And here's where we have to get in the trust tree for a second. I used to try to watch as many fights as I possibly could from every promotion that I possibly could. I can't do that anymore. I just don't have the time for it unless I'm staying up in the middle of the night to watch fights. Like if I, I, I mean, because I don't sleep, I guess at two o'clock in the morning, I could turn on Fury FC, the replay and watch it. Um, but I just can't, I can't do it. And I just don't want to do it. So I'm pretty much a UFC and some bigger Bellator card. That's about all I've got the energy for anymore. Uh, I'll watch some Ryzen fights if it's somebody that I know fighting, but realistically, it's UFC. And I'm not getting on Fight Pass to watch Road to the UFC. I don't have time for the Ultimate Fighter Contender Series a little bit here and there um, just because it's so readily available in the replay. Outside of that, I'm just not doing it, guys. I'm just, I can't. I don't have it anymore. So I told myself I wasn't going to bet on fighters that I've never seen fight before. And I'm telling you, 60% of these Asian dudes on this fight, on this card, I've never seen before. I, I won't have a play here. I don't have a lean. I will refer you to my peers um, that know this stuff inside and out. Uh, it, I will just right off the top of my head, people that like to pay a lot more attention to this than I do. Um, go, you, you, Obviously, you know, I, I, I stand for uh, double nickels. Um, you can go with Blood Money MMA. You can go Addicted to Combat. You can go Johnny K's Picks. Um, you can go with the Couch Warrior podcast. You can go with Hammer Bets. All, any of those six or seven guys, they they will steer you in the right direction on these Asian guys. 
I, I can't do it. I, I, I just, and there are no plays for me. Do I think Fedor can go out with a W? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I think, I think it can. Um, Bader's an asshole and who might go out there and just lay on him for an hour and just not let Fedor do anything. I think that weird little check left hook lead, whatever that thing was the first time was, I'm not going to call it fluke. I mean, he threw the punch with the intention to hit him with it. And he did. He knocked him down and ultimately got him out of there. But how old's Fedor now? 43. Oh man. He's old. He's old. I might be older than that. So just real quick, uh, I just want to let you know, producer Jake, I can see your tabs there. If you, uh, if you go something to a little bit darker, you know, well, I just want to let you, I'd say, I just want to let you know. I mean, uh, we had, you know, just, just, just giving you a friendly heads up here. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, I, I think Fedor can go out with a W. Uh, I mean, he's worth playing. He's worth playing as a dog. Why not? He's 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 the goat, heavyweight wise, in theory. I think Daniel Cormier probably has a better or a better claim to that. But yeah, go for it. I'm cool with it. Play play him. Um, no pokey bum wanks during the podcast. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for that. I'm good with that. All right. Nothing else happened. Let's get into this fight card. Let's start with the main of. The, let's go to the main card. Just not. I don't know why I almost went main event. It's. I'm just so thrown off by this entire thing. Uh, I believe first fight on the main card is Yasuko Kinishita versus Adam Fugit. If I'm not mistaken, we can go with that one, Jake. I'm sure you put the odds in. And the only reason why I'm talking about this one whatsoever is because I saw Fugit or Fugit get knocked out by Michael Morales. That's the only reason why I'm talking about this because I saw him fight. Um, I did not see. I did not see. Uh, Kinoshita fight, even though he was on Contender Series, that's not a fight that I saw. I know some people are calling him the was it the, isn't he the Japanese Connor? Isn't that what some people are calling him? Um, sure, minus three twenty five favorite over and around at one and a half inside the distance play here, just based off the fact that Fugit, Fugit, whatever gets knocked out, um, and has been known to, and then Kinoshita. Um, you know, his last two wins have come by knockout. Um, I mean, the, the guy's finish rate is is top notch. If he's winning fights, he's finishing fights. Um, so that six and one record or five and one record uh, stands, you know, every win came as a finish. So under five and a half, you can let it rock, rock if you want to. I hate stuff that ends at like minute eight, though. So just inside the distance. Yeah, it's going to be chalky. I understand uh, if you, you know, if you don't care about the chalk and you're looking for parlay pieces and all that kind of stuff. Just, just take it, man. Just think about it like this, right? So the <sighs> stock market is crap, right? Um, it, it, it truly is. And it, it's, it's rigged. It, it's a rigged game where you're not designed to win. They'll allow you to win a little bit. It's like when you get on and you play virtual poker, They'll let you win a couple hands. They'll let you win a couple hands of virtual blackjack, right? The computer, the algorithm, the website will let you win those unless you're using the live dealer. But if you're just doing the computerized one, they'll give you a couple wins because they want you to, okay, well, this next time, uh, you know, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bet bigger because I've won, and then you lose, and you go, all right, well, I'll double down to get it back, or you scale out, and they try to entice you back in, and it's this it's just the whole thing, right? That's how the stock market it's just designed. They'll let you get those little wins, but it's designed to make you lose. But what do they tell you, right? Oh, if you invest for forty years and you get a ten, if you beat the market by ten percent, if you can, if you can, a ten percent return on investment, you could, you know, your Roth IRA, if you max it out, thousand dollars today could be six hundred and fifty thousand thirty years from now with an average return of eight to ten percent. Okay, if you want to apply that same logic, use that here from a gambling perspective. And get your 20s and 40s and 30% where you can, right? Kinoshita is a minus 325 favorite. I'm not saying load up on him at minus 325. I'm not even saying load up on the inside the distance play. But everybody's got this thing where they want to hit mass of 38 units, 25 units, 175 units. Look, whale, megalodon. Godzilla play, Godzilla Megalodon, Mothra plays, all this shit. Why? Just scale it accordingly. You can get under two and a half, under two and a half on a guy who only finishes fights against a guy who gets finished. You can get that currently available, a live line that is available to you at minus 155. Minus 155 for under two and a half rounds. So buy yourself more time. You could go fight doesn't go to decision for minus 190. So you could legitimately just go ahead, back it up, make 40% return on investment if it happens, which it should, and just get out clean. You literally could have your whole betting night be done on the first fight. I only made 40% return. Why would I? I got to play some more. I got to get some parlays in. Don't buy. Why? Why? Just get it done. Win your money and be out. Don't give it back to them. I'm not saying that this is that play. I'm just saying, think about that. Think about that. You, at the end of the year, if you're up 20% of your initial bankroll, you're like, I crushed it this year. Pick those spots accordingly. Don't just give back stupid money that, for the sake of giving back stupid money. Anyway, next fight. Just letting you know now, if it's not evident, I'm feeling preachy tonight. I got a, I got the I got the bug in me to just talk. So come and go as you please. Do Ho Choi, the Korean super boy, uh, fourteen and four, taking on Kyle Monster Nelson, thirteen and five. Um, interesting name for Kyle Nelson. Not how I would describe him. It's monster, but here we are. Duho Choi, Korean Superboy, minus 178 against Kyle Nelson, plus 153. Overrunner rounds, one and a half. Duho Choi has not fought in a millennia. In a millennia. And the reason why that is, is both mandator, mandatory, there we go, that's a hard word, mandatory military service, South Korea, and a couple injuries. I think got married, too. Um, Producer Jake. Are you thumbs up, thumbs down here for mandatory military service? Not talking about a draft. I'm talking about you are of the ripe age of 22. You owe me two and a half years. How do you feel about that? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, he's in between. He, of course you go. Of course, the, the freaking Marine gives me the option that I didn't 
give him thumbs up or thumbs down. He gives me this. I didn't say move your thumb up and down. <sighs> Unbelievable. What do you say? He said something here in the chat. What do we got here? Producer Jake depends on the country like here. No, see, I, I would almost say that the argument needs to, it needs more so to be here to like maybe knock out some of the degeneracy that we see in sort of, you know, these, like these people out there, what I love, what I love is people are like, oh, the bullet from an AR-15, when it hits your body, like our douchebag president, right? When it hits, when it hits your body, and I think all presidents are douchebags, not just this one. Disclaimer, I don't like any of them. When it hits your body, it explodes. It literally explodes. There's pieces of you everywhere. Now, I think in theory, yes, you could make the argument that there's blood splatter and some, you know, some meat and stuff does come. I mean, if you want to get down to the microscopic quantum entanglement part of it, yes, the it does. There is some movement of matter. Okay, but that's not what happens, right? And I, I think that some of these you know, lack of a better way to put it, blue-haired Antifa Reddit mods could just benefit from being able to, you know, with not to mention it'll make it'll make Civil War 2.0 extra spicy if everybody knows how to handle a weapon. Cause these guys right now think that they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna do it with with you know they're gonna show up what they show up with with uh with cinder blocks and they're you know making little bombs out of, you know, hairspray cans and all kinds of shit like that. I mean, that ain't going to do it, buddy. I mean, just realistically, you right now in your apartment building, how many floors you think you could get through before you met some real resistance? You probably get through two or three floors. I mean, you're doing, you know, you know what you're doing. Producer Jake's looking at me like, bro, don't tap me into this. Don't you co-sign me onto this plan. VA ain't coming after me. I see you, producer Jake. I know that. You don't you listen. I know. I heard stories about you, bro. You're vetted. You check out. Producer Jake knows what he knows what's up. Anyway, Kyle Nelson, Duho Choi. If you want to bet on a dude that hasn't fought in three years, got married, and had a kid, you by, by all means go for it. You go ahead and you do that. Now, the flip side of that, that, that coin is if you want to bet on Kyle Nelson, boy, oh boy, you got as big a balls as a guy that stole stole gas off me. Because Kyle Nelson has lost four out of his last five. Diego Ferreira, Matt Sales, Billy Q, and Jai Herbert. And he lost the decision to Jai Herbert. Dude, you can't knock out Jai Herbert and you got you go by the 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 nickname monster. Hold on a second. What's up? I can't fall asleep. Okay. Well, if you can't fall asleep, turn your light on, read a book until your eyes get tired, and then turn your light out and go to sleep. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. I'll be in to check on you when I'm done recording. All right. Love you. All right. Now, if you can't knock out Jaw Herbert and you go by the nickname, your nickname is the monster. You have to change your nickname. It's legal. That's a, it, it should have been in the contract. You can't go by the monster anymore. Jai Herbert gets knocked out by a stiff sneeze. I mean, Jai Herbert literally, I mean, that dude headbangs too hard. And he forgets what week it is. Like he has a hard time staying conscious. You can't knock him out. Choi probably got better in the time away. Probably, maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm gonna say this. It's not like he wasn't training, right? The dude probably was staying in shape. 
and, and to your point, Jason, and, and, and I know where you're coming from on this, and I agree um, in a lot of aspects, time away from something gives you clarity upon the return, right? Like I've, I was, I was a good, I was a good basketball player. I am a great coach and teacher of the game because I see it better now being away from it. Now I, 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 I have a whole lot to learn with, with the new version of basketball that's being played. But yeah, same thing. I mean, it's it's the same thing. So um, maybe he did get better. Maybe he comes back and things slow down for him. I will say this: putting a guy like him in the apex is weird because his variance, as far as what he's used to versus what he's going to receive, is going to be very wide. There's going to be a huge gap. He's not used to something like that, right? We're talking about a guy. Where I mean, I will not sleep on Duho Choi. He went to war with my boy Cub Swanson for three rounds in my favorite fight of all time. Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi, so good. It's in the UFC Hall of Fame. If you have not watched it, stop watching my show and go find it and watch it. If this is after the fact, pause on your phone. Your I watch your shit and find it and watch it and come back before anything else. That's the fight to watch. People always ask, what's a fight that I could show somebody that's never seen fighting before, never seen MMA that would get them into MMA? Show them that. Don't show them any Damian Maya fights. Don't show them any Anderson Silva fights. I, and I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Oh, Anderson knocked out Vitor Belfort with a foot kick. Anderson Silva had a last second comeback against Chill Sonnet. I'm t- don't, don't show them Anderson Silva. Maybe Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin, maybe. But even then, that was so one-sided. No, the, your average person is going to go, oh, man, that was amazing. I'm hooked for life. You're going to go, that Forrest Griffin guy sucks really bad. This other guy's pretty good, yeah? That's their that's their interpretation from that. So don't, don't do that. Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi. That's what you want. Or Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva is another fantastic one. A slept-on classic is Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva. Should be in the UFC Hall of Fame as well as far as the fight win goes, but it won't be because Mark Hunt sued the UFC and he hates Dana White, so Dana White will never give him the credit. So, anyway. Um, shout out. You see the shirt. Uh, don't get caught shirt. Um, my man Andrew Edwards wrote a fantastic book, King of Dogs. Um, it's his merch. Go check it out. Golden Goat Guild. Golden Goat Guild on Twitter and Instagram. Go check them out. Um they are setting him up in the spot. Unless he's falling off a cliff, he should style on Nelson. And I'm Canadian. Nelson isn't very isn't very good. No, he's not. He's not even like he's not physically strong. He doesn't have great takedowns. He doesn't hit particularly hard. I just don't see where he gets this fight done. This you're absolutely right. This is a setup spot for Choi. I just my concern is is laying a lot of money on a guy that hasn't fought in you know three years. I mean. I just I can't do that's just, that's a rough spot for me. So I I'll just I'll probably stay away or scale in very small on Duho Choi. I really don't have I'm not feeling like super like lovey dovey about it. All right, Marcin Tibera twenty three and seven taking on Blagoy Ivanov at nineteen and four. Blagoy at a plus one fourteen one fifteen. Tibera minus one thirty four over on rounds at two and a half. This feels like this feels like a Tibera workhorse win is what this feels like. I look at this matchup and I think Blagoy's too flat-footed. He relies too much on the one punch. Tibera's going to be too too tall. 
So unless he does a sloppy, like sloppy shot or a, a lazy single, you know, drag, Blagoy's not getting around the neck. Blagoy could maybe catch him with an overhand, but Tybora's he's going to be taller and fight taller for sure. Um, so I just don't, I don't necessarily know where Blagoy gets it done, other than he's got that weird, thick-bodied Romanian kind of. I'll just stand up, right? The, the Romanian Russian Caucasus Mountain range. You just can't hold me down. I'm just going to stand up. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu doesn't work. I'm just going to stand up. That's all we're going to do here. Is I'm just going to stand up. Um, I mean, I guess he could get Tybura tired and maybe catch him late. I, this feels, this looks on paper like this is just going to be Marcin Tybura, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. Like, I just don't, he might have to survive one rough moment because he gets, you know, gets lazy and gets gets hit. And Blagoy has a moment in a round that makes it appear to a guy like Derek Cleary or Adelaide Bird that he won a round that he probably lost four minutes of. Outside of that, I just feel like Tybura and Tybura by decision. You know, um, gentleman's bet with anybody on the side, if you're at a bar or have friends over, because it's going to be late night when you're watching this, and you're hammered and you want to, you know, take advantage of a less studious MMA viewer. Do a side bet on how many times they mentioned that Blagoy Ivanov was stabbed. Usually about two and a half. They love to talk about Blagoy being stabbed. They love to talk about Jared Gordon being an addict. Those are two things that the UFC loves to talk about, at least the commentary team. And if you're John Anik, you like to talk about how Andre Ewell hasn't seen, or Chris Gutierrez hasn't seen his kids in years. That's another one that they love talking about. Um, but outside of that, I mean... I would just say Tybura and Tybura by decision. I mean, money line spot is easy peasy. I would just go ahead and you could really just go ahead and take that. I mean, because honestly, that's his most likely way to victory, but you don't, it's heavyweight. So you don't want to get, you don't want to lose on a spot based on Blagoy not fighting in a long time and then get clipped. That sucks. That's you don't want to win like that. So, um, you know, Let's see here. Tybura wins by decision, plus 150. So you can be real greedy and take that plus 150, or you can just take him by any means, you know, sub, KO, decision, and just get it at the minus 130. Oh, I'm sorry. You're putting 30 cents back on the dollar in, into your pocket. Who cares? Bro, just take it. Take it. 60 cents. Um, Yeah, come on, man. Just take it. Uh, Co-main event of the evening. Devin Clark taking on the Iron – no, not the Iron Turtle. Iron Turtle's later on, or earlier in the card. Da Ung Young. I know there's something with Asian names. Um, where you're supposed to say them the other way around. Is that was that with Koreans? Is it Young Da Ung? Is it surname first? Or is that Chinese? I know, I know it's not Japanese. I know it's not Japanese. Um, but I, some, some of the Asian countries, man, it's backwards. Um, no, I mean, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong in what you put Jake. I'm saying for me, because that's how it's, that's how it's literally listed everywhere. I'm saying, I feel like when they say their name, right? Like, so we say like Zhang Wei Li, right? So we say Zhang Wei Li. But when she won, 
Was it against Jessica Andrade? When she grabbed the mic and she goes, I'm Wei Li Zhang. I hope you know my name now. Like she said it backwards to us, like the inverse of what we've been saying. So I think it's Chinese. I think it's Chinese. Chat says Chinese. So we'll go Chinese. Anyway, Dong, you know, taking on Devin Clark. Devin Clark with that crazy chest tattoo of the Celtic god of the forest. Very interesting. Very interesting tattoo. I mean, go for it. If you're going to go all out on it as a dude who has two, you know, uh, heavily tattooed myself, get, get you a big righteous chest piece, bro. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to go and you're going to sit in that chair, make it worthwhile. Get you a big righteous chess piece now. When I get that thing, can you pull up Devin Clark's tattoo, producer Jake? Throw that up on the screen. Let's look at this thing for a second. Throw that up. I like that, man. That thing is this thing is wild. It's some sort of, I think it's like the Celtic god of the forest or some shit. I can't, I'm not entirely sure. There it is. Look at this thing. Oh, look, it says Dale here. All right. So I did this work apparently. Um, yeah. Let's see here. He didn't even put what it is. Um, the polytheistic horned god. Oof. Oof. I don't know, bro. I didn't know about. The, I don't. We might have to fact check the polytheistic thing, but uh, Celtic polytheistic horned god. Yeah, and it was Celtic. Polytheism ain't for me, bro. That ain't my. That ain't my cup of tea. So I don't know. That's like you know. It's crazy. Is I was. I was. I went on a big thing about Matt Frivola because I thought Matt Frivola got the Baphomet tattooed on his back. I really thought it was the Baphomet. It looks like the Baphomet. I think it's just a Muay Thai guy. I think it's just a really bad Muay Thai guy. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like, Matt Frivola, I wish you nothing but the worst. You got some you got the devil tattooed on your back. I, you know steamroll this i i was i was so i'm like dude what what but it's uh but it's not it, i his last fight they showed it a little bit clearer it's not the baphomet i think it's just like a really poorly done um i think it's a really poorly done like muay thai guy jake if you i mean if you can find that one too uh jason says witcher type shit yeah man it's 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 weird bro anyway let's talk about the fight itself um Devin Clark needs a win bad, bro. He needs a win real bad. Um, and, you know, I, I, if he can, oh gosh, it's like, it's, it's a whole lot of ifs. If he can return to form, sure. Why can't he go out there and give us uh, a classic brown bear wrestle death, right? Like the wrestle death we saw against Darko Stosik and Daquan Townsend and William, well, William Knight was kind of, like you know, a bludgeoning, but the Alonzo Menafield, he does he does really well against explosive guys if they're slow. If they're slow and lumbering, he's he he's got your number, right? It doesn't matter how 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 hard you hit um if you're slow, because he, he can get in there and close the distance and get those takedowns, right? Now, um my man my, my man Da uh, Da Young, okay, wins over Kennedy and Jackway, who I still don't know how I feel about Kennedy and Jackway. Mutual win over William Knight, Mike Rodriguez, Cletus Brigamov, and then we're just getting into shit that don't matter. 
Um, better strength of schedule lies with Devin Clark. Devin Clark is a live dog here. Does not particularly love to get hit. Um, Young was knocked out in his last fight. I would say if you're if if the card is trending violence, you could go fight doesn't go to decision. I feel like both both of these guys finished recently. Fight doesn't go to decision. If it's trending violent, if it's not trending violent, I would stay away. But what, you'll have a good you'll you know you might be hell you might be half fever dream by then based on you know the fact that you're watching uh, Devin Clark fight at three in the morning. Which is if you you know a certain dedication of fans staying up and watching that at three o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's an inside the distance play. Um, do I dare screenshot Nichols picks this week? I mean, you should. I, here's a fun fact: if you come back to the YouTube channel after the fact and hit live, you can hit the live stream or the live chat, and it'll pop back up. Plus, I'll get another view. So, Tobes, do it. Do it for the culture, as somebody said. You know, um, bet on, bet on Fedor for the culture. Do it for the, do it for the boys. You know, um, so I, I don't. Uh, I mean, again, if it's trending violence, I will go inside. But I'm, I'm not particularly loving either one of these these guys, just based on they they have a tendency to underperform. Main event Derek Lewis taking on Sergey Spivak, Spivak 15 and 3, Derek Lewis 26 and 10. Derek Lewis is the MMA version of Russell Wilson in the sense for those of you who get a sports ball reference here and there that for all intents and purposes on paper you could make an argument that he's a Hall of Famer. But in practicality, in the eyeball test, you watch him and you go, what the hell is happening here? You're ruining your your legacy and your career. Derek Lewis can't beat a white Russian. Sergey Spivak wins this fight. He just can't do it. He can't do it. Producer Jake, switch those odds over for me there, player. Lewis is undefeated at the Apex. Nichols, you are right. He is currently 3-0 and there. He's a plus 190 dog here against Sergey Spivak. And, of course... If you play Derek Lewis, play him by knockout. There, he's not going to win a decision. Just play him by knockout. Um, I would just, I would, I would, you know, what plus two fifty or something like that on Derek Lewis by knockout. Come on, if it's his only path to victory, he damn sure ain't going to out cardio him. He's not going to out wrestle him. He's not going to submit him. I he just Derek Lewis has one path to victory, and that's turn your lights out. Now. Uh, physiognomy check here on Sergey Spivak. Giant head, skinny neck leads to knockouts. Um, but the, Derek Lewis, and I've, I've said this before, and I will say it again. Derek Lewis sees a guy like Sergey Spivak standing across from him, and he goes, you know who that is? That's Sergey Pavlovich. That's who that is. Yep, yep, that's exactly who that is. That's Sean Jordan. Yep, that's Matt Mitrione. Yep, that's who that is. He is not beating this dude. He's not be- it, it guys that are built like that. If you can get a six foot one to six foot four white dude with a wrestling base and put him up against Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis ain't winning. He can knock him out. I will give him that. He can knock him out. But but for all intents and purposes, this is a Sergey Spivak play. I I like no round three start. Um I think that's I think that's more in my wheelhouse as far as just securing profit for the night. Won't start round three. 
um, minus two, minus 200 for a fight won't start round three. Sure. Why not? Why not? Um, I like fight ends in round two, fight ends in round three, fight ends in round two plus 460, fight ends in round three plus 850. That, I mean, why not? Why not? I, I don't, I don't understand. Just take the first round out of the equation Hold on to your nuts, hope nothing happens, and then go log on to your Bet Rivers account and smash round two and round three. That I mean, plus four sixty, plus eight. I'm I'm just though again, just quarter unit plays. Let her let her go. Um, so uh, let's see here. I'm here to troll my dude. Dale is being racist. Welcome to the show for the very first time. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. <laughs> Under two and a half or no start round three. Again, thank you. Thank. I mean, that's where we're at. Um, Dale, what if his balls are hot? I mean, if his balls are hot, that would explain the skinny pick. Uh, DGen says, does anyone know if the skinny Lewis pick is legit? I would say possibly, but I also believe a guy like Derek Lewis is an amoeba. And what I mean by that, he's like a shapeshifter, right? If you catch him on the right light, the right angle, wearing a dark colored t-shirt, or he's just come off, you know, just took a big dump, he looks 10 pounds lighter than what he normally looks, right? He also has, from like having a bad back, he's got bad back posture. And posture is everything. I mean, you can lose five pounds visually just by having good posture. And Derek Lewis has bad back posture, so shoulders are always back, back's always flayed open. He's like Derek Brunson if he did if Derek Brunson if he put his arms down. He literally walks like that, right? Because his back is just fused together. He's got one giant vertebrae in his back, right? So they dig they dig Derek Lewis's dude. Imagine this. Imagine this. Nuclear holocaust happens with Russia, right? The world goes dark. Flora, fauna take over the planet for a couple thousand years. And then Man slowly starts to creep back into civilization. They slowly come out of the farmlands. They come out of the mountains and the caves. And they work their way into the ruins of old cities. And they're traversing the desert. And they come across this vast metropolis that once was, that is Houston, Texas. Right? The wagon's going over. And they hit this giant fucking bump. Look down. And it's Derek Lewis's huge humongous skull sitting there halfway out of the dirt that giant 50 pound it looks like like when you go to the 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 museum and you see the triceratops skull but it just doesn't have the horns on that giant plate that fucking that battle plate that the that the horns come out of that's that's what Derek Lewis's forehead. It's a battle plate of Triceratopian nature. The pre-Jurassic. Oof, that's what it is. Producer Jake's looking at dinosaur pictures now. And then connected to that giant skull of his, you have one long vertebrate. And they're going to think we were snake people. They, they're going to think we're snake people. Because they're, 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 they're not going to understand what this is. They're going to be like, what is this half man, half serpent? Yeah, mo YouTube mods and ATF listening right now. This is the last last live show probably ever do. Um, yeah, he said, I sat in a chair next to you. Not my first. I know that's right. I know that's right. Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's what it'll be. That's what it'll be. 
they'll, they'll find this, right? Um, and I can just imagine with whatever language we have then, them trying to figure this out, you know? And then it'll be, they'll carry it around. It'll sit in a, it'll sit in like a foot locker for years and then somebody will pass it on. It'll go to future freaking museums. And I don't know, man, Chris, Chris Pratt and guardians of the galaxy will come down and they'll look at it at a museum. Like what the heck was that? <sighs> anyway, we're all way off topic here. Spivak, uh, no round three start round two round three. Those are the two props plus four plus 850 in round fight ends around two fight ends around three and no round three start. So um, maybe we lose on the round three start if it goes around three, but it will end in round three. Lewis just doesn't have the cardio for it and he won't be able to stop. Once Spivak learns that he can take him down, he'll take him down at will. And it's just, it's a formality at that point. So maybe five minutes of Derek Lewis, just stand up and then we get either the knockout in round two when Spivak continues to try to shoot in Derek Lewis times that fucking boom, rotates the hips and just fucking fires that uppercut up. It get that happens and we get Spivak laid out first. Oh, here's another thing too. Spivak goes by the polar bear. If Derek Lewis kills him, does that count as killing an endangered species? If he kills a polar bear, it's bad. That's bad optics to see a polar bear die on TV. You don't want that. You don't want that. I told you this is the year of the story. The UFC, this is the year of the story. Um, Sergey Spivak could represent Russia, could represent the fall of Russia. Sim, sy- symbolic, right? Or as they say in Boondock Saints, what's the symbology of that, right? And then William Defoe looks at him and he goes, symbolism. I believe the word you're looking for is symbolism. What is the symbolism here? So. <laughs> uh, so the story, the year of the story, 2023, says that Spivak loses by knockout. Eyeball test, Sergey Spivak wins this fight. My wallet says that I will bet no round three start. Round two finish, round three finish. Boom. That's it. All right. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, Jake. Oh, man. That's good. Jake's quoting some Boondock Saints. And, dude, when was the last time you watched Boondock Saints? I, I remember that. that had its moment in the sun, man. I wonder if that still stands up. It's probably been 15 years since I've seen that movie. Yeah. 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 Oh, bro. I, Dude, I think... I was that guy, right? Boondock Saints. And I'm like, I'm going to get Veritas tattooed on my trigger finger. I'm going to get Veritas. <laughs> Dude, I was that guy. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. Yeah. I wanted to get the, I wanted to get it on my trigger finger. Bro, I'm telling you, when I say this, I was living the life for a while. What you see sitting before you now is a reformed gentleman of culture. The Lord came into my life at the right time, man, because I had been, you know, I still I still carry some of them around. There's still some stuff here. Um, you know, if 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 the uh if if my bigoted slander doesn't get me pulled off YouTube, if I take my shirt off, some other stuff might get me pulled off. You know what I mean? We gotta we gotta keep it under wraps here. We gotta keep it under wraps. All right. When I go to the beach at Charleston, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time. So let's see here. All right. Let's talk. I'm just going to, we're not going to go in order because again, I'm not betting on anybody. I don't know. Right. So uh, we're, we're going to skip around here. So I'm going to, I'm going to put you to the the test here, producer Jake. Um, let me get out of this real quick. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Tatsudo Tyra taking on Jesus Aguilar. We can go over do that one. Tyra at 12 and 0, Aguilar at 8 and 1. This is a banger fight. This is a good one to start out with. They're doing this one on purpose because it's going to be 10 o'clock when these start anyway, Eastern time. And you want something that's going to get the blood pumping. So you can yeah, stand for this, right? Yeah, stand for this. So Tyra. I think by submission is probably your your bet here. Minus twelve hundred on a dude in his second fight in the in the yeah wow I, I don't know I don't even want to know what the DraftKings price is. If you're interested in DraftKings, if you see in the chat, you see that orange circle. Lou Betcha does a great show and has a great channel. The MMA Engine and his partner in crime on the Happy Hour on Friday, MMA Monk Matician. Check out their stuff. They kill DFS things. I just passively talk about it from time to time. I would imagine, I haven't seen the prices yet. Tyra's got to be 94 to 9,600 here. Has to be. He's going to take up a huge chunk of your roster. Ownership's going to be through the roof. But he's got a great chance of finishing this fight. Probably going to be submission if I had to bet. Uh, Aguilar is no slouch and he's gritty. So maybe worth a small consideration of plus 800. But Tyra's getting the push. 9,600 DK salary. See? See? This is where we're at. Um, Tyra by decision is a sneaky play, but I think he gets the sub. Agreed. I think his path to victory is sub. And that's not a that's not a hot take. I just believe that's where he's I mean, it's, that's what he's going to go for. You're going to go with what you know, what makes you comfortable. Um, Aguilar is going to be scrappy. He's not going to piss around with him. He's going to go out there and get it done. Um, let's see here. Okay. Let's talk about the next group. Basically, just had a Pfizer moment there. I thought I was going to stroke out. My uh, my mouth doesn't want to work. Dennis Tallulian taking on Yong Ong Park. Having a tough time with the Asian names, Jake. They're getting to me. They're getting to me. So, Dennis Tallulian, plus 175. The Iron Turtle, as I will just – I'm just going to refer to him by his nickname because it's one of the best nicknames out there, and I don't want to say his name anymore. So, Iron Turtle versus Dennis Tallulian. Um, my th- – here here – here, 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 here. My problem, my problem with this fight is that I believe that Tululian is dangerous for eight minutes. He's real dangerous for eight minutes. That said, I believe my boy Iron Turtle has real bad fight IQ and a bad gas tank. Real bad fight IQ, real bad gas tank. And a questionable split decision win over Eric Anders. A fight that I thought Eric Anders won. Um, I would be inclined to believe that this fight ends inside the distance. And that's going to be the play. Based off of the fact that Iron Turtle has bad, 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 bad fight IQ. Real bad. Um, I, Gosh, I don't know, man. I'm inclined to believe that we could get a submission win if we want to get real fancy Iron Turtle. Um, real fancy with a submission because Tulian loves to have his neck touched by men. Um, real big on on throat cuddles. Real into that kind of stuff. Real into that. Um, we might see a, a part, but he's just, he's so dumb. He's so dumb. I can't trust him to do the right thing in there. Inside the distance. 
I'm going to look at it real quick. I know it's going to be super chalky, but we're going to look at it. We're going to look at it. It's going to be chalky, but it's just, it might be it. Uh, Fight doesn't go to decision. Oh, minus 125. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Power, powerful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This, wait a second. We got to write this one down. I got to make sure I keep that because this might be one of my bigger plays. I like this. Dumbass park, dumb turtle, Tululululian inside the distance. I'm writing it down right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Okay. Let's talk myself into that. Um, I like this. See? Uh, to inside the distance is the bet at great odds. Park isn't good. Agreed. Iron Turtle has the physique of a potato. Correct. Correct. Very. Uh... Here's the thing, Lou. It's okay to judge people by their physique here. This is what we do. We objectify everything. Men and women. You will get objectified on the show. I, if, you, if you got something going on, I'm going to say it. Um, which, speaking of which, they just booked... Uh, who did Kelvin Gaslam just booked, get booked against? They just booked him against somebody. And I can't wait to see where the staff infection shows up on Kelvin Gaslam this time. That's the crustiest dude. That's the crustiest dude. People say, oh, well, hold on a second here. I'm just going to beat you to the punch. Dale, your face is red as shit. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But the shit I got going on, they don't know what it is. I've been to 88 dermatologists, tried every vitamin under the sun. I'm not taking I'm not taking all the medicines. They don't know what my shit is. It flares up, it goes down, it flares up, it goes down. It's not psoriasis. I don't know what it is. It ain't staff. It ain't dirty ass staff because I wash myself, unlike Kelvin Gaslam. Dirty as hell. Dirty. Or your gym's dirty. One of the two. One of the two. Something's dirty. Uh, I forget who he got booked against, but he'll it'll show up somewhere. It'll be, he'll have it here. Back of his neck, on his face. Dude, he looked like he got shot with a BB gun in his face whenever he, he pulled out of that Imovov fight. Oh, my gosh, dude. What what on earth, man? You were going to show up and fight like that? <sighs> Get punched, and then like, we just stop the fight due to blood loss. All right. Last fight on the prelim card of the people that I know. Ji Young Kim taking on Mandy Bohm. Mandy Bohm at 7-2. and two. Ji Young Kim at 9-6. and six. I love the UFC because these are the women they let fight with records like that. And if you think, well, Dale, you're being unfair with with Ji Young Kim here, that's not that's not a fair assessment of her record. That's not that's not fair. Uh, first of all, remove fair from the lexicon of words that you use because nothing in life is fair. But also, she's lost four in a row: Jocelyn Edwards, Priscilla Cachoeira, Molly McCann, Alexa Grasso. Her only win in like the last. I don't know, five years came against Nadia Kasim. Nadia Kasim. Who's Who's Nadia Kasim? Well, she's an Australian fighter um, who's probably more known for having her lips filled to the point of nearly exploding and wearing the I don't need to wear glasses glasses and trying to be cute at the weigh-in. That's what she's known for. And then when they fought, she came out and tried to do the Mark Hominick Korean zombie shit where they touch gloves and then she punches over top of him or hits it. And then Ji Young Kim knocked her out. Or I think she knocked her out. She beat her. Doesn't matter. I think she knocked her out. Did she knock her out? She did. She knocked her out in the second round because Nadia Kasim was the first generation Maria Agapova. She is the, if they're Pokemon, she's the first evolution. You had Nadia Kasim and then you get Maria Agapova as the second. You get chicks that you're like, wait a second, are they like weird third world country kind of 
cute and then they come out they fight like banshees and then they gas and then you get beaten there you go mandy bohm um plus 210 Young kim minus 250 oh hold on a second what's up my eyes are tired okay well it's not my problem and it's not my job to make you tired okay so you coming in here repeatedly and telling me that you're not tired isn't doing anything to make you more tired. So what I'm asking you to do is read until you get tired. And if you don't get tired, then it looks like you're going to be up all night. All right. But this is a problem that I can't solve for you. You have to find a way to solve it. So read a book. If you don't have a book to read, ask me or you can pick one of my books. Read until you get tired. Or turn your light out and try to go to sleep. Okay? okay. All right. Close your eyes. Try to count. Do just do do something. Make sure your light's out. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll come check on you in a little bit. Kids, man. Kids. <sighs> anyway, um, Agapova is one hundred percent third world cute. Agreed. Um, fighting out of the red prime hydration recovery zone. Oh, dude. I forgot. Yeah, we'll talk about the prime thing. I said I was going to, and I didn't. Um, I'm terrified to know what book Dale would recommend. Oh, so, I mean, I have I have a bunch of stuff that's more, you know, not every book I have is crazy. I'm glad we're talking about books because we're going to end the show with a book. Um, no, I mean, just I've got, let's see here. I got I got a copy of White Fang right there. It's got it's the green back. That's a great book for a kid. I mean, my son will read it eventually anyway. Um, but yeah, that's not wrong with White Fang. There you go. That's a good one right off the rip. Beside, I think I got War Horse, and next to that is Purgatorio by Dante. And I don't think he's going to read Purgatorio. We're not going <laughs> to. We're not going to. The White Back right there is Purgatorio. I don't think I'll give him that one. He's not going <laughs> to. I don't think you'll enjoy that one as much. Uh, anyway, um, let's see here. It's I I agree with the fact that um, yeah, Nichols says Bomer pass. Agreed. Women's science comes into play at a certain point. I'm I got a girl that lost four in a row. Sure, why not? She should not be a minus two fifty, minus two seventy in some spots. There's no way that she should be there. There's just no way. Um, so yeah, it's Mandy Bone player a little bit. It's women's science. Play it, play it. Why not? What we the my player of the night is Ji Young Kim. Nobody is saying that. If you got somebody out there that's like my Megalodon Godzilla Mothra Hollow Center of the Earth Godzilla King Kong play is Ji Young Kim, you need to reevaluate your who you listen and follow and tail on stuff. That's not it. She's not it. Now, if it's for having bad haircuts, yeah, that's the one. Go for it. So, um, anyway, okay, that's it. That's 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 top to bottom. I'm I'm like five plays or less this week. Realistically, five plays or less. Um, just looking, just looking at this, you know, this card. It, it is incredibly shallow. Um, I know we. It seems to be a reoccurring theme. Prop wise, Derek Lewis by knockout plus two sixty five. Um. No round three start. Fight ends in round two. Fight ends in round three. I know that's four plays right there on that fight, but that's what I'm thinking. Marcin Tybura, money line. Um, Duho Choi, 
Kyle Nelson inside the distance, maybe. I don't know. Probably just going to stay away from it altogether. Um, yeah. Tyra by sub. Iron Turtle, Tululin inside the distance. And Mandy Bohm. Those are those will probably be my plays. Those will all be available readily to you at betmma.tips. You can follow me there. Um, if you would like, you could go there and type in punchless MMA podcast. You'll find me. You'll find me. I'm on there. I'm on there. I'm on the I'm on the leaderboard. I mean, the leaderboard is that everybody's on the leaderboard. That, that means nothing. But uh I simply don't bet enough units and I don't make I don't make 55 plays in event like some of these idiots that go out there and they're like, I'm going to make 25 quarter unit plays. Yeah, I mean the the, the guy the guy who's number one on bet let's just let's show's over. If you if you're here for betting content, the show is now over. You can go ahead and go. If you're here to hear me talk, buckle up. The guy who's on the the uh, the top of the bet MMA leaderboards is just insufferable. His betting strategy, I guess it's profitable to an extent. I don't know what book would entertain the shit that he puts out there. I mean, he's very good at exploiting the system that exists that is the betmma.tips website, which I know there's other ones out there, um, but I'm not going to use, like if, if somebody wanted to use, like wanted me to use a different third-party tracker, if you could incentivize me to do so, i.e. Action Network, I would. Uh, but some of these other cats that are out there, I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to take the effort to, but let, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pull this dude up, man, because I just can't understand this one he looks like an absolute tool that you should never trust around a child under the age of 10 whatsoever this dude is literally looks like the last dude that you want in a public bathroom by himself whenever your kid walks in there for a quick potty break that's not he's he's just ludicrous okay uh he looks just i don't know visually not not what you want here okay but this dude loves to throw parlay legs in, right? That are like over under half a round. Like over under half a round is a parlay leg. And it's like minus 1,500. Why even take that? I don't understand it. Like you just greet, like just souping up parlays with bullshit lines. Nobody's letting you play that for huge units like you're marking down that you are. Anyway, um, okay, that's it. We're done. We're done. Um, probably a celiac type thing, bro. He says, yeah, maybe, maybe. I noticed that when I drink less beer, it doesn't get inflamed as much. But maybe. I'm sure I've got something wrong with me. I mean, well, clearly we've got something wrong, but I don't know. I don't know how much more I can eliminate out of my diet. I'm a pretty red meat and veggie and fruit kind of guy. Um, I do enjoy the adult beverages. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it alone. Maybe I'm on my way to having gin nose and you know, everything else. Um, yeah. Producer Jake, you know what gin nose is? You've seen a gin nose before? Google, Google. Let, let's show the people what gin nose is. You guys will know this. 
It's a big one. Maybe I'll get that. That'd be real sweet, right? I'll look like uh, Robert the Bruce's dad in Braveheart. Yeah, it's sweet, man. Jin knows is where it's at. Throw it up there, please. Oh, I love that. I can see it in the back. Maybe you aren't drinking enough, says Lou. Spoken like a true Philadelphian. He says, maybe you're not drinking enough. I agree. I agree. Maybe that is. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I got to work it through. You know, you got to really just flood the system. So. Oh, 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 yeah. Look at the gin nose. Yep. Yep. Alcoholic nose or rhinophema is a type of rosacea, which is a skin disorder. Yeah. This is a pretty tame one. Can we get a more destroyed nose than that? Because, I mean, there's... Oh, yeah, look at this. Oh, baby. That's... Oh, my man. My man, bro. Can you pull that thing up? It looks like he's got a freaking mushroom growing on. Oh, man. Dude. It's brutal, bro. I just can't. Oh, that thing's got to be heavy. If you sneeze, you think that that thing oh <laughs> listen if you're an audio only listener to this show which many of you are i encourage you to either on your own accord look up gin nose or you come on back uh to the live stream and go, uh, replay and watch that it's it's something to behold thank you for that producer jake all right i'm gonna leave you guys today with something a little bit different um i was uh, just struggling to find something to listen to today and i decided to re revisit an old classic um if you have not and i know you know we talked about we've been talking about books if you have not read um and you need a book or you want to read a book or if you are a person that says i you know i don't really read but maybe if i was ever going to read a book this is what it is probably probably the greatest american novel that's ever been written. And I know, oh man, that's such a bold claim, but it, it's, it's close. I'll entertain arguments, but it's close. It's real close. Um, but the book in question is blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Um, and it is an epic in both size and scale and ferocity. It, uh, what, what do they say? It's a tome. I mean, it's, it is a, massive undertaking but it reads it reads it reads more it reads more like poetry it's poetic it's it's dark it's it's one of the most violent books you'll ever read um and it it's one of those ones that stays with you long after the fact and one that i revisit frequently and i wanted to pull up a quote from one of the characters the judge, and if you ever read this or listen to the audio book, the audio book um, was narrated by Richard Poe, and it's fantastic. I would recommend it. You can get it for free on YouTube. Um, check it out. Um, but the judge, Judge Holden, is this mysterious, supernatural, larger-than-life character that shows up in the book, and he's he's the one of the main. His character is an understatement as to what he is. However, he is some he is in the book, but it's one of these things where you aren't sure 
who the judge is or what the judge's purpose is in the book and what he represents. And there's a million different arguments that you can make and whether as to whether or not you even understand the judge or the meaning of the judge. But he seems to be this, this sort of embodiment of man left unfettered and allowed to indulge in every vice and chaos. And it's the book is him and the kid. And they're part of this group of, um, basically guerrillas that go around the Mexican countryside post Mexican war and they kill Indians for money. Um, so it's just this, it, he literally, it's just, it's a madhouse of a book. Anyway, hopefully I sold you on the judge. If not, I just want to read you, just going to leave you with a quote here. Uh, you can find this in chapter 11 of the book and, uh, The judge and another gentleman, I believe it's the ex-priest, they're talking about the raising of children, how you should raise children. And the judge says, if God meant to interfere in the degeneracy of mankind, would he not have done so by now? Wolves call themselves man. What other creature could? And is the race of man not more predacious yet? The way of the world is to bloom and to flower and die, but in the affairs of men there is no waning, and the noon of its expression signals the onset of night. This you see here, these ruins, wondered at by tribes of savages. Do you not think that this will be again? Aye, and again with other people and their sons. And it's this great piece about how you are just here for a moment and then what you think is happening and what is important will be and then it will end and then it will happen again man and it's just it's good cormac mccarthy's a master so i leave you guys with that good night thanks for tuning in love you god bless and we will uh we'll see you guys this weekend take care